Welcome to another Living the Past episode. We're going through September 1996 TV pilot season. Uh, we have, for the first time I think ever, uh, some 1996 news with a breaking news of current day to help it to, to, to add to we it. We do, yes, that's uh, crazy. And that is uh, my co-host Ben. How you doing? Um, hello. Uh, I'm I'm a bit warm, but you know this is all right. You're a bit warm. Just, we'll smash through this, and uh, we'll be able to go have a cold shower. <laughs> is that what you do after each podcast? It's like, yeah, it is when it's hot. My sports section was so good. <laughs> <laughs> No more uh, Olympics this this month, folks. I'm oh, sorry. nice. Yeah, we move back to regular regular scheduling. So no more um, gobble. Damn it. Um, but before we get into ninety stuff, uh, we gotta go into stuff that we've been doing lately and watching that's not ninety related, and we do that in our living in the now. All right, so we're just uh, starting this. So by the time you hear this, we'll be sort of halfway through October. Been starting the 31 days of uh, Halloween. So uh, yesterday I watched uh, 1408. Um, and I don't think I've actually seen Good that start. before. No, yes, you have. I maybe it may, I, I, I had very, very little memory of it. Very, I very th- little. I reckon, because is it mid, is it mid-2000s? 2007. Oh, that, that counts as mid-2000s, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, that's when I started working at the video store. Yeah, so like I, I do remember it being there, and, and I remember I must have watched it because it's, it's got my, my man Kuzak in it. So I would have. Yeah, you would have. have. I, I feel like I don't have memories of this, but I feel like you would have encouraged me to watch it, and I watched it going, "Wow, that was great." Yeah, um, I never watched it again. <laughs> and I was, I've been trying to get the horror up, so I, I decided to watch Saw again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, and you know what? So I, I have it on. I had it on DVD. It was part of my collection, and now it is uh, on its way to the op shop because nice. I don't need to watch that again. Nope. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, I forgot how much we need to point the finger at this movie for those like, um, you know, the fast motion heavy metal like oh, smash yeah. cuts of like someone being tortured, and it's just like I, I, I put it at um, this and Hostel's feet. For that whole sort of uh, Gorno thing, and I'm like, I'm not looking forward to that. If we when we do get Gorno, that's what Ugh. it was called, Gorno. Because it was like it still had the nudity in it, but it also had like extreme gore, and so it was like kind of almost perverse. Um, but I did watch. Um, so I had to watch it because I <coughs> I got it from the library, um, but I'm um, not <laughs> sore. I got this one. Um, it's called Lake Mungo. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of it. It's actually like an no. Australian. It's from 2008. It's a found footage one. I'm going to use it for my found footage day later in October, but I had to watch it early because uh, the library wanted it back. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere to buy or stream or anything like that. So uh, that's a really good movie. Um, it's very creepy, very spooky. Um, I definitely recommend it if you get a chance. It is it's it is difficult to find, but yeah. And I, I never heard of it before, but yeah, Lake Mungo. If you like your ghost and found footage movies, it's very, very cool. I love that something could be difficult to find, but a library has it. Yes, a library. It's it just it doesn't make sense to me that 
that library would have things that no one else has. It's amazing. Like the amount of stuff that's, that's there. Go to your local library, kids. Um, I also I also watched uh, No Hard Feelings uh, with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it was like cheap for rental on Amazon, and I was like, I you know what? And it's is that the great... one where she preys on a young boy? And she doesn't pray. She gets hired by uh, the parents, one of whom is Matthew Broderick, to get their son ready for college by dating him and and, and having sex with him. They pay, and they, they they're going to give her a car for it, and she wants the car so she can. She she needs to, she's a, she's an Uber driver, but her car got impounded, um, and it's got a very hilarious full frontal nudity fight scene where she um <laughs> she beats up a bunch of kids on the on the beach because she's gone skinny dipping with him and they try to steal her clothes and she like it's it's actually it's been called like a a, a hark back to the eighties sex comedy movies like sort of thing and it, it is it's got a lot of that to it but it's okay. also got the woke not the woke but like you know it's, it's, it's done in a tasteful way it's actually kind of cool so yeah if you ever get okay. a chance it's actually really really funny the the trailer made me question it in all the wrong ways but oh it will because you you and then but i think having Jennifer lawrence in it just just makes it sort of validates it <laughs> i think she she wouldn't do it if she um there's a bit where she gets punched in the throat accidentally and like the way that she she acts it is just amazing <laughs> those are always good <laughs> um so yeah i watched that and then i also oh, what else did i do i think that's about it you've been quite busy yeah we watched three movies in one night the other night my god what time uh, did your night start like we started in the afternoon and then yeah we got it to, okay. uh, got to the end it was, it was actually quite quite cool we had some had some eats in between and oh. yeah. yeah um anything that's not road related for you um funnily enough uh misery was our first oh, nice October film, Escape, which uh, I don't think. The yeah, I don't think I watched because um, Laura was quite annoyed. Like, why didn't we watch this? Like, well, this is why. Now we can watch it now. Um, <laughs> you're gross. <laughs> What's yeah the foot the foot part? Yeah. All right, let's get back into nineties because we got actually a bunch of stuff to get through. So, I am going to go back into the events of September nineteen ninety six. Let's start off with the with the breaking news, because I think that's the most uh, most important. Tupac yes. Shakur was shot and murdered uh, on September seventh of nineteen ninety six. Um, he was in Las Vegas with um, a fellow rapper, and I think he also owned the record company Suge Knight. Just to clarify for any um, Uber nerds out there, he was shot on this day. He died days later. Yes, yeah, he did go to he got, did go to um, hospital, but yeah, he. Um, he did die a few days later. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, in the car with Sugar and I, and then a um, Cadillac uh, pulled up next to it, and then um, a bunch of shots were fired from the back seat, and then they um, sort of drove into the night. Um, there's all... <laughs> I actually rewatched the um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, did a, um, an early episode of them, yeah. did a, 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 a thing on this as well, because there is some conspiracy theories about who was involved, if the cops were involved, if, like, there seems to be, like, a lot of um, loose ends and a lot of uh, the investigation was very badly handled, as it usually is when it's to do with a, uh, a celebrity. Um, but in defense of that, 
anything that is unsolved, you can make a conspiracy out of. Even crimes that are solved, there's going to be loose ends and things that don't make sense and things that don't line up. Yeah. So, you know. But just recently, when as just as I was like getting everything ready for this episode, uh, on the 29th of September, 2023, uh, Dwayne Keith D. Davis uh, was arrested in um, uh, for for, Chica- for Tupac's murder. There was a, a search warrant um, given on July 18th of this year um, because a, a, um, a few new um, pieces of evidence has sort of pointed the finger at, at this guy. Um, and yeah, and now he's um, they're, they're sort of waiting to arraign him. And um, and the, the article I read said he'd been making some interesting comments in the last he few has. years, just kind of implicating himself, but just a bit weird. He's yeah, he's and I th- it, it, maybe it's like a thing of like he just thinks that like there's like because there's no um, uh, what, what do you call it? There's like you can always get charged with murder. Basically, there's no there's yeah. no um. Uh, amount of years that go by that doesn't mean that you can't be charged with it. maybe you just didn't understand that but yeah he's he been saying some free stuff stuff so if you want to check out that it's um it's all of the news at the moment but yeah it's interesting that like that just aligned up nicely with um you know i was doing that. my sports research uh the day before recording as i do um and i was trying to find you some gossip about you know some athletes getting arrested or they're being drugs and it just kept coming up with two packers like why not the fuck does Tupac come? like he's not a sports person why does this keep coming up and i clicked into one and yeah it was like the day before they've announced and this is this has happened so weird very very strange that yeah it's all, yeah it's all fallen in our laps as it has yeah no it's, it's, yeah, it's just, meant yeah. to be so i mean that's again it's good that they finally made like you know there's there's some closure there i mean i'm sure that it's, it, a lot of times pass sort of thing but like it was it was quite a landmark thing. It, it it did sort of ignite. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's been going a bit that that sort of East Coast versus West Coast thing have been sort of. There's like there's a whole laundry list of reasons of why it went down um, that we haven't got time to go into today. There's like there's a couple of um, podcasts that did a really good deep dive on there. I'll put them on in the uh, in the comments. Oh, sorry, in the in the description. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I don't <coughs> I don't really want to go down the, the rabbit hole too much with it because. Some of the conspiracies are sort of a bit far-fetched, but yeah. Um, there's been a couple of uh, documentaries about it too. I remember uh, the guy that did the Curtin Courtney. Uh, what was his, what's his name? Um, he did the he did he did one called Biggie and Tupac, which is um, a he pretty did. deep dive. Yeah, not too sure how I feel about that guy anymore. Oh no, I don't like him at all. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the arrest aside, uh, like insanely huge news, like. Defining was like the biggest person, yeah. Like there's there was people like I mean I remember um this is one of those ones I remember and people sort of at school being you know upset about it so because like we had quite a lot of kids that were like friends that were well, not friends Mike <laughs> but like <laughs> I was into hip hop um but yeah like there were um a lot of people were, were into it and I think like he was one of those ones that pretty for whatever reason gained a lot of followers after his death um you know yeah yeah. Sad. Um, yeah, very sad. Uh, let's keep it on the on the down. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so Pauline Hanson had her maiden speech to Parliament because she uh, got um, voted in um, for her uh, her seat, and uh, I, I did read the entire transcript, and Oof. it was fucking insane. Um, she said on the parliament floor, I believe we're in danger of being swamped by Asians. Um, wow. 
Yeah. Uh, this is also, she also took the time to say that she's not a racist because, like, she said, I'm huh. sick of being branded a racist um, okay. about comments you made about Aboriginal people getting more money than uh, white Australians. Um, she's like, all I want is like to, it to be like, you know, the same amount because that's fair. And it's like, <laughs> I think you missed the point. <laughs> but I remember um, a lot of my friends I, at the time, like there's, there's a few of them that sort of didn't disagree with her. Like, and I, and, yeah. and I think like sh- she represented like, um, like so many people in this time and like what we've seen in the last 10 years or so, like is that sort of the, the danger of, 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 of Pauline Hanson is that she makes people's like, people can have like opinions about race and, sex and lots of stuff and if they keep them to themselves and don't like hurt anyone else with them what's i I, you know i'm not gonna thought police you you can think what you want but when someone like that brings it to the open and kind of makes it sort of okay for people to like start spreading hate and misinformation that's when i take offense to it and like this is what people like her do she's dangerous and And, uh, a lot of people take that on as you know she's just saying what everyone is thinking yeah not just because so many people agree but they don't want to say it It it's like not everyone is thinking that yeah uh john howard so as much of the accolade as as like i'd look you know i will give him that he acted swiftly on the semi-automatic um uh weapons after port arthur like he did quite well with that stuff but then (laughs) then he comes out and says of pauline hansen um you know, her speech and, and, and being welcomed to Parliament. She's like, the fact that people can now talk about certain things about living in fear of being branded a bigot or a racist. Yeah. Uh, so he basically came out in support of her and saying, like, you know, oh. she's, she's, she's saying what other people think. You know, we, we, it can't all be just lefty nonsense. And it's just like, but. Mm. And then the knock-on effect of that, two days later, do you know a guy called David Irving? No. He's a British Holocaust denier. Oh. Um, he was banned from coming to Australia because of things that he said about the Holocaust not being, not being a thing. Uh, basically ticked a box in, uh, I believe, uh, not immigration, but like travel restrictions. Like you can't say stuff like that and then be allowed in. Like there's, there's certain things that you can't be associated with. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that because of John Howard and Pauline Hanson, he will lodge a new visa application because these remarks made by the Australian Prime Minister show a new climate of freedom of speech now applying in Australia. So this is where it started, folks. If you want to know why Corey Bernardi is a thing, if you want to know why Sky News is just like the fucking cesspool it is, I mean, it started long before 1996, but this is where it started to get like financial and People felt like people started to think that this is okay. We're allowed to think like this. We're allowed to say these things. Yeah. This is how we feel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> even if it might hurt like a large proportion of people, I don't care because I'm saying my truth. And it's like. Well, even like I don't want to upset anyone that doesn't want to hear this sort of thing. But how does someone deny. What is a Holocaust denier? Like, do they think that it didn't happen? Yeah. They, think it's, a, like, they think it's like. A, it's like that guy, um, Alex Jones, about Sandy Hook. He said, like, they're all actors and like it's just a sort of. It's just um, the left trying to decriminalize guns, like, or no, to criminalize guns ownership and, and get them banned, and lots of stuff. And this right. for Holocaust deniers, I mean, 
So they're not saying like, oh, a certain, yeah, a certain died, father, of, a, a certain father of a certain Riggs uh, was a well-known Holocaust denier. <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah, but I've never, <laughs> I've never looked into what their stance is. If they're like, oh yeah, people died, but like you know, it was, it was everyone. Like, I think they're sort of questioning the number, and I think they're questioning like because they're people who are anti-Semitic. Um, so like they just think that that um, the numbers have been smudged by Jewish people to make it seem worse than what it was, and that you know it's i mean i look i haven't looked into a whole lot because i mean if you're a holocaust denier i'm gonna say it right now you're not welcome on this podcast fuck off um how many does it have to be to be bad though <laughs> i mean like i don't know you can ask david irving if you want you can email him and <laughs> i'm sure he'll at the time actually he might be dead i um, i understand that the number is enormous and you know <clears> to someone that doesn't know that sounds ridiculous but even if it was half or like a quarter, you'd, it would still be oh yeah insane. No. And if you ever wanted to, um, if you ever thought of like a Holocaust denier and you're like, I wonder what they look like, look up a picture of David Irving on his Wikipedia page and you're like, oh, that's exactly what I think you would look like. <laughs> All right. As someone who doesn't know this man, let just me like, just, uh... if you saw that picture, you'd be like, I can believe anything that people say. <laughs> David. <laughs> Irving, English writer? Yeah. Oh, why does it look... I know that guy's face. Yeah, he's angry. <laughs> he's he very is angry. still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. Ugh. Great. Cool. Uh, <laughs> good news? Good events? Something something nice? Well, let's let's, let's start going into the, into the good events. Um, Walmart, at the time, uh, would not stock the upcoming album by Sheryl Crow, Grammy winner Sheryl Crow. We love Sheryl Crow here on the on the on the podcast. We do coming off some of her best work as well. Mm-hmm. That's why do you move. think? I mean, you probably do. You, you probably looked at the. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you wrote it. You wrote it right did, there yeah, for me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they uh, they d- decided not to stock her new album because there was a line in one of her songs about gun control and about she actually name checked Walmart of like it's it's something on the lines of like you're able to buy a gun at Walmart. Um, oh yeah, uh, watch out sister, watch out brother, watch our children as they kill each other with a gun they bought at the Walmart discount stores. So, uh, Walmart said the uh, lyrics were unfair. Because <laughs> um, he said that... How, um, how so? <laughs> because we have strict policies prohibiting the sale of guns to minors. And they're like, she's like, we're not saying you're selling the guns to minors. We're saying that a gun that was bought at your store has gotten into the hands of minors. Like, we're not saying that, like, a 14-year-old is going up, give me a gun. Um, yeah. Unless they got a fake ID. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Which is also, like, on their Judea care, too. So there was actually shootings at a Walmart in yeah. 2019. Um, and then I think since then they have stopped selling handguns and such mm. okay. and cheryl said i was so happy to see that walmart take the stance that it did and how just forward thinking and responsible it was to take that stance and stop selling guns <laughs> that's very nice of her to and not they... be like yes yeah, but 30 years too late but good work and then they put her cd in there but no one bought it because no one buys CDs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they just had um... pallets of them out the back just waiting yeah. David Bowie, <laughs> David Bowie, News. yeah, was the he released telling he invented lies. The internet. He did. He he released telling lies, a single that was the first downloadable single by a major artist, um, that you could download from the internet. So this is this was pretty big. 
Uh, so what they did was there was like a bit of a uh, um, <laughs> they did they did like a live blog, and it was him and two other people, and people could ask him questions, and then he would tell the truth, and the other two would be telling lies. And I can't for the life of me find any of the questions that he was asked. Oh, would you would you like to have the questions? Oh, did you find them? Of course I did. Jesus. Okay, cool. Awesome. I mean uh, I didn't look I didn't look I didn't look terribly hard. <laughs> well, I I only looked slightly hard because I was curious, but it's if you go through the archives on his website, they are there. Okay. But it's calls them sample questions. Okay. So I don't know if they were actually asked or if surely someone's kept this as a log somewhere. <laughs> um so question one, what are Why the are contents? you so weird? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what are so the contents what? of your wallet? Ah. David once said, because I'm an Englishman, I don't have a wallet. I just have a room key. <laughs> David too said, American Express, platinum card, three condoms, and two hundred dollar bills. <laughs> David three said passport, a driver's license, and no money. You don't keep a passport in your wallet. So who was it? What was the correct one? Uh, we'll never know. Because um, there's also conflicting reports of like which one he was, and he he claims that um, he answered all the questions. Like people people picked him the most times, but then other 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 tallies is that no one picked him as the right person. <laughs> Apparently, it was. There was another question they've posted. Um, what is the reason you chose to do these four ballroom shows that he was doing in New York? Yeah. Um, David one said, because they're all within driving distance of New York, so we can <laughs> drive back and get into the studio. <laughs> uh, David two said, well, I've always liked ballrooms. I've always <laughs> liked Fred Astaire. I figured this was one way to see those places I always wanted to see as a child. I don't know who I turned into at the end there. They were three. Uh, you sound like Laszlo. <laughs> New York City. Eh? <laughs> well, I quite like the intimacy of a small room as most artists do. Uh, that, was, that was my Laszlo. Um, apparently it was David 1. Okay, cool. Allegedly. Uh, David 2 was Reeves Gabriels. Okay. And David 3 was Patrick Briggs. I don't know who those people are, but um, shout out to the fake Davids. The wallet one should have been like, I have a daffodil and two Lego pieces. <laughs> like, well, that's obviously <laughs> David Bowie because he's fucking weird. <laughs> um, a plum and a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said that. <laughs> um, so we, let's get on. We've got some awards here. We got So we've got the Emmy Awards, uh, which is... Ranking near 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 for me in the Golden Globes of uh, the Who Gives a Shit Awards, but you know, you know, oh, oh, oh. TV deserves awards. Come on, you like TV? Well, I, this one definitely does because Frasier won for Outstanding mm. Series. Okay, ER won for Outstanding uh, Drama. Nice. Uh, Dennis Miller Live got uh, <laughs> Best Outstanding Variety Music. Um, they, oh. He beat David Letterman, Bill Maher, and that's a given. Bill Maher is a fucking dick. I'm, I, I've never, I, I can't believe that because there was a time where I, I sort of, if he was on, I, I watched his show a couple of times, but now he's just this insufferable prick who also then tried to like go back when the strike was on too. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I always remember him as, um, I don't know if he's on Leno or Conan once. And he was like, I was the first person who said sucks on TV. 
it used to be able to say sucks on TV, and I was the first person that did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bye. Go away. We can, we can say it now. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then John Lithgow won for Dr. Dick Solomon in uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Um, Helen Hunt was uh, Best Actress for uh, Mad About You. Nice. Uh, Dennis Franz was for Sipowitz. <laughs> Give me the award and then I'm gone. Um, <laughs> he, was, he wore and he wore a short sleeve shirt and a tie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, lead uh, Kathy Baker um, as Jill Brock in Pick Offenses. That's that show is still going. She beat Julian uh, Anderson. So uh, wow. Pick Offenses. Yeah, look, I watched my share of Pick Offenses, and it yeah. was fun. But I do not see why it got all these fucking awards. <laughs> like it's it's not bad, but it's also like it's not great. Um, also, what what show has lasted? X Files or Picket Fences? Because yeah. you walk down the street and you you show those two titles to someone, yeah, they only know what one of those is. Uh, supporting actor was Rip Torn for Arthur and Larry Sanders, which is well deserved. Um, uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus for Elaine. Um, uh, got, ah, good one. Yes. And then, oh, Ray Walston again for uh, Pick a Fences. Fucking hell, get off his dick. Um, <laughs> get off the fence. Yeah, get off the fence. And the rest of it's, yeah, whatever. Um, so let's go <laughs> on to um, the MTV Video Music Awards of 1996, because these matter. Um, <laughs> so video of the year. What do you think video of the year was? I'm going to give you the... Um, uh, I'm gonna yeah, give you the, the I'm gonna give you the uh, the nominees and you tell me Please. which one. Thank okay, you. so Alanis Morissette, Alanis Morissette for Ironic, Foo Fighters for Big Me, Bone yeah. Thugs and Harmony for The Crossroads, and Tonight Tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Ironic's the one where she's nudie, isn't it? Ironic's the one that's the three of them in the car. Oh, okay, she's not naked. No, that's uh, no. you uh, live, you learn. Okay. Um, surely it's Bone Thugs? Nope, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh. oh. Uh, for Best Male Video, okay. Beck, Where It's At, beat out Brian Adams for The Only Thing That Looks Good On Me Is You, which is good. Good choice. And also beat R. Kelly, which is always good. Just mm-hmm. beat him with the award, just mercilessly. <laughs> um, Alanis Morissette won for Ironic. Uh, best Group Video was Big Me by Foo Fighters. That's, like, that's your favourite song. Look at that. Mm. They beat... Killing Me Softly. Criminal. And Hootie. <laughs> no one beats Hootie. Um, best New Artist was Alanis Morissette for Ironic. Nice. Uh, hard Rock was Until It Sleeps um, by Metallica, who beat out uh, Alison Chains and Marilyn Manson and Rage Against Machine. Um, mm. Best R&B was The Fugees. Best Rap was Coolio for Gangster's Paradise. There's your boy. Song That Never Dies. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins won for Best Alternative Video for 1979, beating out Everclear, Sonomaka, Bush, Glycerine, and Big Me by Fudo. That, that video that I found out this year that was filmed in Australia, uh, big big things. Yeah. Um, I don't think many people were doing like goofy, silly music videos, were they? No. Also, Breakthrough Video was Tonight's Night by Smashing Pumpkins. They did not break through it. They were already like pretty yeah. big. Beat yeah, out this, Bjork. This is- this is the beginning of the end, was it not? Yeah. And the end is the beginning is the end. Yeah. That's a deep cut <laughs> joke, and you will yeah. laugh if you know what I'm talking about. It. Um, she, um, Smashing Pumpkins beat up Bjork for It's So Quiet, Buster Rhymes, Foo Fighters Again, uh, Garbage for Queer, and Radiohead for Just. 
Hmm. Tonight, nice. tonight won again for Best Direction. Choreography was It's So Quiet, which if you've seen the video, you will know. Um, tonight, tonight again for... I mean, that... that, that oh, my God. You sound like a presenter up on the set. Oh, oh, my God. It's done tonight tonight. Again. It's tonight tonight. It's tonight tonight and ironic. Isn't it ironic that it's always us tonight tonight? All right, I'm going to stop now. Um, let's get on to uh, sport. No, it's been a marvellous game here. Yes, England! Championship curling on CBC. Let's. Okay. Tonight. Um, Tonight. I was... All right. You want some sports. Goal ball. I feel like he wants some sports. Goal ball. Close to goal ball, we have futsal. What's that? Is that the one that you play in a pub? Uh, No. Um, (laughs) Is that indoor soccer? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, we have the African Futsal Championships. Okay. Uh, there was only 10 matches, but there was five. Oh, because there's a final. It's like, there's five countries. Why is there 10 matches? That didn't add up. Um, oh, it's played on like a court. That would hurt so much. Nah, you'd be fine. It's like a basketball court. I think it's slightly bigger. No, but like the, I'm talking about the, the what oh, it's the made of. Oh, yeah. You'd be shredding skin off. Nah, you'd be okay. Okay. Um, so Egypt won. Okay. Uh, by a point. They just do it like a Premier League style, just a table. You play each other once. Who's on top wins. Okay. Um, some nice, some nice score lines people would like to see. You know, Egypt beat Ghana 2-1. Pretty okay. boring. But... They also beat Zaire 13-4 and Somalia 10-1. So, yeah, it's a good time if people want to see goals. But that's kind of what futsal's about. (laughs) It's it's not like boring end-to-end stuff. Okay. Um, I feel like I haven't mentioned a lot of tennis. I feel like you've mentioned it plenty. (laughs) I guess there's only like four Grand Slams a year, but you know. Is the Woody's in it? Because if the Woody's in it, I don't give a shit. They sure are. Is the Hingis in it? Uh, the Hingis. <laughs> the Woodies did win the men's doubles. As they usually do. Uh, for anyone unaware, Todd Woodbridge and Mark Woodford, uh, Australian they play, icons. They're paper bonus, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with their names. Um, but I mentioned it because there's so much about Agassi and Sampras and Becker and whoever the other guys were. Do you remember Michael Chang? Yes. Me too. But I haven't seen his name the whole time I've been doing this. Yeah. I'm sure he's out there winning stuff, but um, he was out here losing to Sampras at the US Open. Uh, but still, Michael Chang, I remember you. Yeah. Good for you. Um, and Graf defeated Celis in the women's finals. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought I was just watching some... Uh... <laughs> uh, the women's doubles was Gigi Fernandez and Natasha's... There is. <laughs> uh, mixed doubles: Lisa it's Raymond and Patrick Galbraith. Verisva, Verisva, Verisva. I could go say, either way. Just say the first name. Natasha. Okay. Oh, wait. N- Natasha. Shasha. Shasha. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha. Who knows? 
Um, I don't feel bad, but I didn't do any Premier League last month. That's okay. Thank you. I'm glad you you think that's okay. Not okay. I'm trying. To... Uh, the... yeah, you, you tell me. Oh yeah, who's 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 stupid now? <laughs> I'm not gonna try and do it. How do you say that? You can yeah, go. I don't know. Are you actually trying to look up how to spell it? Or how to say it? Yeah, okay. you can go on. Okay, you let me know. Um, so we missed out the opening of the Premier League. Uh, teams played each other. You know, that's how it starts. But uh, September, you know, we're in full swing now. It's yeah. it, it's it's begun. Uh, Leeds beat Blackburn. Okay. Um, uh, the teams played Coventry City is, for some reason there. So Leicester City just losing, being losers. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday losing, <laughs> being losers. Being losers. Um, Manchester United somehow beat Leeds 4 0. I don't know what happened that day. That was my sister's birthday. So I guess. <laughs> Wait, what? Zvieriva. Okay. Zvieriva. Zvieriva of dreams. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds then lost to Coventry City as well. It's not going well, but at to least Coventry. Yeah, Ooh. look, they had a purple patch once upon a time. Uh, Leeds went on to lose to Newcastle. <laughs> Did they uh, win at all? Well. Ever? <laughs> Obviously, it's 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 a long season. Um, but in September, no. Okay. No, they did not. Now this is uh Is this not uh, finals time? In this, Australia, you want to you want to hear about the good stuff? Well, I was asked the other day to go to a grand final thing, and I had no idea um, <laughs> who was in it or that it was the grand final time. And I was like, "Oh, who's playing?" And they're like, "Really?" Oh dear. Um, I heard the racist one though. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're less that that one guy has left though. So you know, it's kind okay. of a reward for that club to win now that that guy is no longer there. Okay, cool. And from what I saw on TV, they didn't show him at all. Oh, good. I kept waiting for them to pan to him in the crowd, but um, um, no, I didn't see him. So that's okay. nice. Right. Um, so some people may recall Richmond having stuff. a nice run uh, yeah. in the AFL M in '96. Yeah, yeah. Finished ninth. Oh, really? So the last game of the of the round was September first. And Richmond lost to Melbourne by 32 points. I Melbourne, North, North Melbourne. When North Richmond Melbourne lost in September. That's not how it goes. North Melbourne in They're their really defense terrible did go on. In the they, they did finish second. So they were doing, they were doing quite well. The You'll see. Bum, bum, we'll get there. Bum, we'll get there. Bum, in, in that. Why would um, you go for them? How many years will it? How many years is away? 21 years away? Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> 21 more seasons. We'll get there. Probably. Um, so, yeah, that, that was quite sad. <laughs> Hawthorne, yes. uh, the day before, beat Melbourne by a point. <sighs> One point. That is what got them into eighth spot while Richmond Platten. lost. Yes, he did play for Hawthorne. I'm just going to say what my association to any of those teams. Were. Well done to you. The reason that we know that is that my band got number forty-four in a end of year poll, or end of year ranking, and we're on the radio. And the guy said, "Like, oh, you'll be happy. It's, it's Platinum's number." I'm like, "What?" 
Are we live? Okay, cool. What a terrible reference. <laughs> Did you make number 44 back in like the 90s? No, this is like 2004 or five. Oh, God. Someone's living in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's how I get the idea of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the finals are here. Yes. This is, this is big news for everyone because everyone's very excited. Everyone loves the AFLM. That's what we're here to talk about. Although back then it was just called the AFL and currently it's still called the AFL, but we're working on that. Um, I'm not a big fan of how it worked back then where first played eighth. I feel like that's kind of... So do it. No, nowadays it's first You try really hard and then you get smashed in the first round. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... It seems very, very unfair. It's called the the cannon fodder. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Just make the other teams feel good about themselves. Yeah. So Sydney finished top. They played Hawthorne. That could have been Richmond. Ruse. Um, correct. No. <laughs> Paul Ruse. Oh, Paul Ruse. Yeah. Um, they only beat Hawthorne by a goal, which seems pretty pathetic because Hawthorne. Yeah. Weren't they great? Um, North, who finished second, played Geelong. Carey. Smashed them. Correct. Uh, West Coast, Jakovic knocked off Carlton. Okay. The Brisbane Bears. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, it's bear season. Oh, bear season. Yeah, and they knocked out the Bombers. Who'd have thought? Um, Uh, I love that on the wiki page and on other pages where they list them, it says Brisbane Bears. It's not just Brisbane. Sounds so So, cute. I I think even their insignia was like a pretty cute bear. It was like a very ferocious bear. No. (laughs) It was a Brisbane bear. Um, So in the semifinals, Brisbane Cow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Brisbane beat Carlton in the semi-final. Essendon beat West Coast in their semi-final. Okay, setting That's up funny. some very exciting finals. Um, oh, is this the Bombers? Okay, sorry. North sadly removed the Bears in the in their prelim. Only sixty six thousand at the MCG for that is oh. pretty disappointing. Um, and the Sydney Essendon prelim, which was at the SCG, only had 41,000 because it's tiny. Uh, but that is when Essendon said goodbye, losing by a point. It could only get to 69, and that was them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was courtesy of Tony Lockett kicking it behind after the siren. Oh, is that when he's going to Sydney? They got the Sydney. Yeah. yeah. I always was- thought that Tony Lockett looked like. You remember when he was like sort of younger? <clears throat> and he had that really bad mullet. Oh, yeah. He kind of looked like uh, Arnie at the start of the first Terminator. <laughs> when he's like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got that, he's yeah. got that sort of block head. Yeah, it's great. Um, There is an excellent note here for anyone that hates Essendon. They became the first team in history to lose two finals in the same season by one point. Look. They lost to Brisbane in the qualifiers by a point. And then they lost to Sydney in the prelim by a point. Is that when everyone ran on the ground? No. Okay. Show you Um Obviously, this brings us to. But the... there was a there was a, a time when Lockett kicks on and everyone ran onto the ground. Yeah. I think that's when he kicked his thousandth goal, or no, it might have been when he broke the goal kicking record. Okay. All right. Like he kicked like thirteen hundred. Carry on, man. We talk about the finals. Talk about. Talk yeah, I'm trying record. to. Jesus. Uh, North Melbourne, one hundred thirty-one. Okay. Sydney Swans, 88. In the final? In front of 93,102 people. I have no memory of that game. I can tell you about this game, Paul. What's that? This was the centenary AFL grand final. Who this, was the, the 
before the game entertainment plays? Oh, that's a good question. Um, but more importantly, there was two very special guests at this grand final. Okay. Can you tell me who those guests were? Are they musical or? Mm, no, not really. I mean, I oh. guess they could sing if they wanted to, but. Um. Well, you need to give me some light. Are they? Are they so, just... one of these people told me that because of this that I would be going to the 2000 Sydney Olympics. My oh. mother and my brother went to the 1996 grand final. Really? I don't know why. They got some sort of package and... The they no went Ben package? Pretty much. Because <laughs> my brother was supposed to be a big football star. Um, okay. Didn't happen. <clears throat> uh, they went and had a nice little weekend in Melbourne together because he was a favourite son. Um, uh, maybe it was like uh, to make up for the... Nintendo 64 debacle of last Christmas. Oh, no, that's next uh, That's next Christmas. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe we'll yeah, we're, not, that was, we're not that even there up, yet. That was to make up for the for the footy thing then. Mm. It, all, it mm. all evens out. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so to celebrate this centenary grand final, mm-hmm. we had Daryl Strummers, Daryl Summers, Ugh. Normie Rowe, Ugh. Vanetta Fields, Slim Dusty, of course. Lindsay Field, don't know those. Maruchi Barumba, don't know those. Glenn Shark, oh, from the Riverbend. Diana Trask with his nephew. Gross. Barry Crocker. <laughs> Gross. Lisa <laughs> Edwards, Noel Watson, and John Farnham. Ah, oh, together F. they performed Waltzing Matilda. Ugh. Which we yeah. invented last time was about having sex with your sleeping bag. <laughs> Correct. Um, so yeah, that was that was the nineteen ninety six grand final. Um, good time for most. Bit sad that North Melbourne won it because <clears throat> nah, no one likes them, do they? Do they? They seem like a very well hated team. Yeah. But they yeah. also uh, aren't they like the uh... part of the joke now. Yeah, but when they were the oh no, it was Hawthorne that was like tied to Tasmania, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. North, no, North were briefly tied to Tasmania. Okay. Um, sadly, Tony Lockett kicked six goals that day. Oh, did they run off the field? For nothing. <laughs> they ran off the field because they lost. <laughs> um, All right. I guess, I guess that's sport. We should, we should wrap this up. Um, so if you need to get in contact with us, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> Let's get on to film. Now, I must apologize because I had big plans to do, uh, to watch a bunch of these movies. I think I even said last uh, episode that we have a very big crop of movies for September. It's huge. Uh, a lot of them were not readily accessible for me, and I'm not paying what would have been around about $40 to watch <laughs> most of these movies. <laughs> um, so I sort of had to cull a bit. Um, there, there are ones that if I get a chance to, I, I will come back and, and let you know if I liked them. Um, because there's a few on here that I really, really? wanted to give it a go. Yeah. I really want to really? watch that. Um, the James Woods one's a killer, a, a, a journal of a murderer. I know, I know, but I've, I've always seen the front cover of that and I always wanted to, to, to at the video store and I wanted to see it. Um, so we had Bogus, which is, I think the fifth Whoopi Goldberg movie that came out, um, 
actually there's two Whoopi Goldberg movies in this. Is that or is that next month? Yeah, next uh, month is another one. There's one one called The Associate. It's like she's just I remember that. so many movies. Stonewall, Bulletproof, uh, Philly, Minnesota. Um, Looking California. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fly Away Home, Grace of My Heart, which I want, which I want to see. Like, Mask and Risk, uh, Rich Man's Wife, Big Night, First Wives Club, Last Man Standing, Surviving Picasso, Two Days in the Valley, Extreme Measures, and Secrets and Lies. Shall now, we just get Big Night out of the way? Because I know you, you really liked it. I really liked it. I don't want to end on a sour note. Because I like the Tooch. Um, Stanley Tucci for any of you non-Tooch fans. Um, It's a really cool little, uh, it's it's a pretty small movie. Like It's about these two brothers who own a restaurant and they have... um, Very dull. What? It's very dull. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? No, carry on. Um, Look, I know it's not for everyone, but uh, I... I, You love a food movie. I do love a food movie. So I I give it um, a bit of forgiveness on that. I, I serve up a bit of forgiveness... Next to a platter of pasta, as it was in the film. Um, you didn't like it? No. Um, I was very sad when I found out it wasn't a 90s-based film. Uh, that's not why I'm oh, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of why You're I'm like, no, this is not Chef. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because um, <laughs> it happened to me again with something else. Uh, Laura wanted to watch it because the Tucci and she's feeling her Italian heritage at the moment. Um okay. It's just all so dry and slow. If she wants to like really... crazy little nightclub man. Like, what oh is yeah. Happening? Um, if you want extreme tooch on SBS on demand at the moment, that his series about um, uh, visiting Italy, searching for Italy, is by far the best thing I've seen for quite. Like, if you like food, and you like, uh, I don't know. I, I found it really weird. It was, it was one of the first TV shows I've seen that was um, shot pretty much right after like restrictions were lifted so like a lot of people wearing masks and it's like it's very sort of it, it's a lot of tv shows i found these days are really iffy about showing that we were ever in a pandemic whereas this show sort of embraced it because italy got particularly hit hard by it and um yeah they kind of like sort of um don't mind showing that i guess like most will want to try and keep it timeless and not you know yeah i just find it weird that like that that like there's this is these Shows that like just don't seem to think that it like we're not even gonna acknowledge that it happened. <laughs> Pandemic just... deniers. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. twenty years from now, don't get me wrong. Um. All right. So fuck you for that. That's, that's did awesome did they remind you of moments of those two guys in The Simpsons with their restaurant? Yeah, just sitting by the. You want to fail? Shut up! Just shut up. Um. What did you watch? I watched the first Wives Club. Did I? It started out. The bar was very low. Like okay. the way they were setting up these characters and the story was like, oh no. Um it this, took a this... long time, yeah. Like it took like a good forty minutes to like this is where everyone's at. Yeah. Yeah. And but just I don't want to say you could tell that a man wrote and directed this, but at the start I was like, <laughs> This guy knows nothing about what women are and want to be. Not saying that I do, but like this is not great. Can I ask um, you, but... uh, what what do you feel about those um those montages? at times like they were really cheesy yeah <laughs> they were but the weirdest one is when they went to build their new office and yes. there was no montage at all no they're like a... we need to revamp this this space and then they just walk in the door and it's done but uh, there was one point where they are building something and then like <laughs> there's this bit where the three of them are like and bet midler is the worst actor in this movie 
And I say that with love. I, I disagree. I say that with love. But there's times where I'm pretty sure... Here's, there's a time in the montage where they're all looking at a blueprint. All three of them are looking at a blueprint. Yes. And I'm sure the, doctor, the director said, okay, you're looking at this blueprint, but you're not really sure what, it's, what, it's, what it says. So I want you to, to give me a, a look of confusion. And Bette Miller goes full into that. She puts a, her, her hand up to her mouth and is like a big, hmm, I don't know what this means. And then there's a, the, one of the, this guy comes in and then turns the blueprint around and then they all go, oh, we're dumb. We're, it was upside down. No, we're just women. Ah. It is so cringy. Like me and Mal were watching it and I was just like, did they just, do that she's like yeah that's that's pretty cringe like it's did they also change bet midler's son halfway through the <laughs> kind of, yeah kind of look like that yeah like, he'll hear that hit a growth spurt huh um yeah. our, our mate dan hedaya's back i'm glad to say anything that he's in <laughs> which one was that oh the, the mobster guy yeah no yeah. no bet midler's guy yeah and then um oh the guy uh goldie horns alias uh, uh, the alias, yeah, yeah, and he he actually, I think he kind of gets screwed the most, and rightfully so because he's probably the grossest out of the three of them. But um, yeah, the fact like the times where he's crying is amazing. Um, if you've never seen this movie, it's about three women who I don't know their their friend at the start of the movie, their friend commits suicide. Um, and basically they sort of because go, her husband leaves her, her husband leaves her, and then they basically mm. go, look, we don't want to, we don't want that to happen. But it's just like the the pacing of this movie and just the way that they sort of, um, I don't know like they all come to this 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 uh, realization that like oh we should like basically go back and and get revenge on our husbands because like all three of them were left for younger women. Um, and it's kind of it's, it's it's literally read out by this reporter at the end because at the end at the end they like with all the all, with all the money they get from their ex husbands. They open this uh, women's center for abused women, which is really nice. But then this reporter said, like, oh, you got all this because you are all left for younger women. And they all go, yeah. And, like, I found it a bit gross. Yeah. That they were kind of equating being... I mean, I suppose financial financial abuse is, is obviously a thing and, like, it's horrible. I've, I've, I've known people to go through it. But it kind of felt like they were equating that to like going through like physical abuse and having and, and being dis- displaced and having to find a home and lots of stuff. And I was like, I don't know. It it seemed And also, tacky. you know, you only managed to do this because you had a rich husband at one point. Yeah. And you got money out of him and now you can do something good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I don't know, there's 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 a few bits in this where I'm like, I don't think they hit the mark of what they were trying to do. Like, yeah, and I think it's because they probably didn't have as much female uh input into the into what was going on i also discovered that diane keaton is just the same person regardless of what she does and i don't like her anymore (laughs) which is kind of sad uh sarah jessica parker is rachel green in this yeah yeah she's got a lot of those mannerisms like so this is like when sex in the city is that that's 99 or somewhere there yeah so like yeah, she's, also, is she um, wearing a wig because her hair is intense. Is intense, yeah. Um, we also got uh, Balky from uh, Perfect Strangers uh, as the interior decorator, decorator, and he's amazing. Oh, the best part of the movie. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, it, it, was, I know. it wasn't terrible, but you know, it wasn't very good it either. Two and a half, yeah. I, I wasn't, wasn't at that. best. The two uh, and a half is very generous. I watched two more films, so uh, I watched um, Bulletproof, uh, which banger. So yeah, so I messaged you and said like bulletproof is not as good as it used to be, and like maybe I was I was, I was jumping the gun a little bit, but like you were, it's it's not good and it's not as cringy as I thought. Like it's actually quite a good buddy cop movie. Like um, I will say that I read a few reviews saying there's no chemistry between uh, Damon Wayans and and Sandler. I I do agree that like, but if I can play those advocate here, yeah. The lack of chemistry kind of works because they're kind of supposed to hate each other, and there's that weird tension. Well, yeah, and he's supposed to have lied to him all that time, so of course yeah, I think the yeah. chemistry comes and goes sufficiently. I am, um... and I also think Adam Sandler's. I don't know why I like him so much in this film. <laughs> he, he calls that um, calls his girlfriend devil eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that was really he's, funny because he's he's basically Adam Sandler. Like he's bits of Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and all the Adam Sandler characters you know. But he's also he plays that useless little wiener, but he, angry. This one kind of elevated him because like he's not the sticky Adam Sandler. Yeah. This one he's not doing his he's not doing his um his voice like his like normal Sandler voice and all that stuff. And I, I like and I think he wrote this too. Like he actually wrote it. I think Damon Wayans was on. SNL, and he got the idea after like w- working with him. Like I think Sam was still working with him on SNL at that time, and, and he he wrote this movie. And I think it's like as a buddy cop comedy. I mean, it's it's really good. There's that one. It's got one of the best scenes I've seen in a while. Whereas basically, uh, yeah, um, Damon Wayans is a cop working undercover with um, and and Sandler doesn't realize it, and then he has to go collect him. Um, from down in Mexico to bring him back to um, to go to court because they're going to do like a basically a plea deal, and they go into this uh, tarmac to uh, to go to the plane, and this not, there's like about I don't know nine ten people walking. And Why then the do they have to start- walk so far along the runway? I know, but this sniper starts picking him off, and that's a really effective scene. Like I was actually it's like, like that scene's almost too good for that movie. Like it's it's it was really cool. How I feel like just- they lifted that from something. Yeah, yeah. Better. It's like it's yeah. like we need we need some like, we need some action here, so let's just let's put that in. But yeah, that was like one of the best scenes I've seen for a while. Um not just near that scene as well is when one of Sandler's buddies gets shot. Oh yeah, you know, uh, the guys those that, guys that, are in all these films. Yeah, um what's his face from um He was the, the caddy, caddy in yeah. yeah, Happy Gilmore. And like everything else that Adam Sandler's ever done. Yeah um T so, two dad is in it as well. T two dad is in it, yeah. Of course. Uh, did it bother you when they kept playing snippets of Roller Coaster of Love, the little oh guitar part? My God, yes. Yeah. All throughout the movie, I'm like, yeah. And okay. the song never kicks in. No, and it's it's it's. I, I get that like some movies have like the refrain, like they've got like the the bass piece of music, like this is this is their music, which is also a really weird music to have for like. Yeah. Yeah, but they just kept playing it over and over and over again, and never actually launched into the full thing. Yeah, and the, the other elephant in the room is obviously when he says he's taking his retarded friend to Disneyland, mm. which, I mean, if you were a, my age growing up during the 90s and at some point one of your mates didn't say, like, Disneyland, like, it's, it's yeah. just like that, yeah. That's the first thing Laura said, because she forgot about that bitch, like, everyone was saying that in school. Everyone was yep. saying Disneyland in that voice. Yep. Some people didn't even know why they were saying it. Nope. It was just hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
so disappointing. But I think that was the only real standout part. Um, um, there's a lot of <laughs> gay references, but I don't. I like the way that um James Khan ripped off his wig at the end. <laughs> Just to fight him for ten seconds. I don't know whether, like, he just didn't, maybe he thought it looked. Cr- I, 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 that seems like a Khan choice. Like he's he's just like, look, I don't think this thing looks very good. So let's just like not even pretend it's my hair. I'll take it off in the last fight. Um, it just and seems- so ridiculous the, the journey that James Khan has had in his life. <laughs> oh, it's it's a he's the, he's gone from ride. yeah the top of the Godfather. Limit back down to, <laughs> and then like I think he liked being on Las Vegas like that TV that shitty TV shoot, TV yeah. show for all that time. He could just be be who he wants to be. So did, um, did Bulletproof <clears throat> win you over in the end or not? I mean, to, to a point, I get. I think I got it like two and a half. Like I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, something that did not live up to any expectations. I can tell you was feeling Minnesota. I've you know what I was trying to find that and then I started reading mm-hmm. some Letterbox reviews and I'm like this doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah, Laura started reading them when we we're ten minutes in and just for the next five minutes was saying why did you make us watch this? It's it's one of those ones though like I, I used to walk past the drama section and like you'd always see and it looks like it looks like an indie film from the cover like it looks like an indie yeah and I I always equated it to the Soundgarden song so I thought like oh shit like there must be some sort of like grunge. So the writer and director of this film. Uh, I can't remember his name. Took inspiration from Outshined, right? That's why he called this feeling Minnesota. (laughs) Um, Cornell's management (laughs) came to Chris Cornell and said, "This film doesn't look California. It doesn't feel Minnesota. (laughs) Do you want to sue these people for stealing this?" Cornell said, "I'm embarrassed to be associated with this film. Let's not bring any more attention to it." Nice. Yeah, and Courtney Love is in it. Jeepers. Everything about you know, this. Yeah, she, she was pretty on set. She's like, oh, no, I know Chris. He'll be cool. <laughs> okay, Courtney. <laughs> it is exactly as you expect. It's like a weird little indie film. Wait, are you saying, are you saying Courtney Love, but it's, it's actually just Cameron Diaz? Because like, there is a crossover point in Cameron Diaz's life where she shared... A similar face to Courtney Love. <laughs> um, no, that that's not here yet, though. Okay. Cameron Diaz still looks 12 years old because I think that this was filmed in 91 <laughs> and then they put it on the shelf until everyone got famous enough that they could be making money off it because uh, it's really weird. It is very indie. There's a lot of mouth noises. Oh. Uh, Goran makes a lot of noises. He's always sweaty. Is Harrison Ford in it too? No, I think they all just watched The Fugitive before they did their takes, though. Um, it's just, it's just, it's weird and kind of, there's, there's moments in it where I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I want to keep watching and see if there's like a cool ending. Yeah. It almost could have been a cool ending, but it wasn't. Um, did you watch Extreme Measures? No, because I didn't want to ruin my expectations of it from when I was a child and I told I've you how good it was. coming from the library, so I might do a, I might, I might save my review for that like later on. Because I, I, I do think like, I'm very much in the mid nineties thriller uh zone at the moment. I reckon I'm gonna love that. So I can't um, help but think it's a still a great film. I'm sure it's gonna be. So yeah, we might even maybe maybe when I get it I'll let you know and we can do like a, a quick little review at the start for one of the episodes. But yeah. Yes, please do. Um <laughs> I also what, have to mention did you watch any others here? Yes, one more. What what was your others? I I've, I've, I've still got two more. 
I got Fly Away Home. Did you cry? Yes, I did. Did you watch it? No, because when you told me you're crying and I'd already got six other movies lined up, I was so like, I, I'm not If you not watch Fly Away Home, it start, I'm getting real sick and I'm sure people who have been through this, <laughs> I'm, I can't deal with like this emotional roller coaster of other dead kids or dead parents. It's just, it's, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I know. I know. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a real, very real thing, but I'm just like, Oh man, I, I, I didn't remember that aspect of this movie. And I was not, I was like, where's the geese? Give yeah, me the geese. The- it's not geese. <laughs> what happened to the geese? Is it not just all about geese? Eventually after a lot of sad, um, Anna Paquin, um, this is a, she's uh really doing an excellent New Zealand accent because um, oh. she basically she's with her mum in New Zealand and there's a car accident and the mum dies and then oh. uh, she gets sent oh no her um her dad Jeff Daniels who I have just fallen in love with all over again mm-hmm. um he comes down from Canada um and uh says like you're coming back with me. So they're both artists, like her, her, him and her mother were both artists. He makes these like uh, um, big sort of metal uh, dragon statues and like he, he did like a, a, a complete um, copy of the Lunar Lander um, and just all these sort of things. But like he wasn't a very present father and um, they had some problems. They split up. Uh, so she comes and lives with him in Ottawa and he lives on this big sort of uh, not, f- I suppose it's a farm, but like, it's, it's, there's no animals. It's just like, he's, he's just got like a big house and a barn. That's where he does his workshop and lots of stuff. Sounds like a field of dreams to me. Oh, it's barn dreams. And <laughs> then, um, there's these, there's these, uh, um, foresters who are trying, trying to basically like, um, they're, they're flattening trees around his, um, his property. And Anna Paquin finds, uh, a bunch of goose eggs. Um, obviously like the mother had, um, had to, wasn't there anymore. So she takes them home and she hatches them and she <laughs> basically just, uh, lives with them and, and raises them. Does she go to school at all? She tries to go to school, but she doesn't want to go. Then like, uh, <laughs> then, um, you think this, like, so, so, uh, Jeff Daniels goes to this, uh, this park ranger and brings him around and he, you think he's going to be helpful. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's saying like, oh, you know, I know you like these um, geese, but like, you know, if you really want to keep them and make make sure they're 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 safe, I'm gonna have to do this. And he basically takes out of his pocket the thing you use to clip wings, and she <laughs> she like smacks him in the head with her breakfast bowl, and it's amazing. It's like this this guy, and you think this guy's like really nice, and then Jeff Daniel like like just goes into full puppet berries. It's like get out of my house, get off my property, don't come back. And then this this guy turns into like a villain basically watching her with these geese and then because he's like oh like if anything's born in canada it's part of the queen's like it's 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 the queen's property so you gotta make sure that you're treating them right otherwise i'm gonna like come and i think they were just really they they really needed a bad guy and this is the best they could come up with that that whole portion of it is like stupid but um oh so the other thing that jeff Daniels does is he he makes these flying, like these wings that he jumps off. Like they're kind of like hang gliding, but they're metal. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. and he's and he, he flies around. Um, and then he keeps like making these things. His best friend is one of the um 
sleepers rapists in a couple of months time you know the guy that gets like um hung up on the on the on the stand how they trick him into like admitting that he did bad things to kids yeah he's his best friend in this movie i'm like i'm glad i saw this movie first (laughs) um but anyway uh he they make this thing like this um these this this flying machine basically where they're using pedals and like it's it's and and a motor and it's all sorts of stuff but Jeff Daniels flies, but the geese won't follow him because they're they're imprinted on um, his daughter. So she has to learn how to fly one. And then plants... Basically, what they're trying to do is like they're trying to get these geese to start flying south for the winter. Um, but they need... Like, uh, so, and using these, these, these flying machines, maybe even doing like a... Um, creating migratory patterns for birds that have lost their their mothers if you get what i mean like they they because they can't get taught by their mothers how to do this maybe they can teach them how to do it and like we, we'll stop losing species because they won't die yeah oh, this sounds like a david attenborough doctor. it's really really cool so they find this place in um uh, north carolina where they can where, where the, the geese will be and the the, the, the added that girl had to fly all the way to north carolina from ottawa yes and then also the the, the other thing too is that oh. if they go to this place this place is um been marked to be torn down for housing and this professor goes if you if you land here and like there's proof of migratory birds here they can't legally build on it so you should do this and they're like all right cool so they work out this like 10 day trip from ottawa using these rickety flying machines and these geese and just work out how long it's going to take and then like yeah so the first the last 40 minutes of this movie is like in gold like they they're like just flying over the states they come into like they go into one area where there's like hunters and they're like trying to shoot the geese and you're like, God, humans are fucking awful. And then mm-hmm. um the the day comes that like they're supposed to be landing in this in this park, but like this 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 big business suit guy, um <laughs> he he gets he gets he he wants to bulldoze, so they've got all the bulldozers there, and then people start like this peaceful protest in front of the bulldozers. And then again, you're like, God, people are stupid. Like, why can't they just like wait and just see? He's like, Oh, this this girl's not gonna come. We can start building properties here and all that stuff. And then yeah, she lands. They reclaim the park. Um, and then apparently the next year, the birds flew by themselves and then came back to the house. And it's amazing. Uh-huh. I love <laughs> that. There's no loophole for if you just entice a bunch of birds to land in a park, it doesn't count. <laughs> It's it was really good to watch at the end of the week I had and uh and it's beautiful and it's my it's definitely mine for the month cuz oh. it's just it's it's it was Jeff Daniels can be my dad anytime. Um <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what which would I feel is not going to be your choice of the month even when you get to it is Grace of My Heart. Oh, I kind of wanted to watch that. I mean, you can still watch it, but it's uh, about, don't um, don't watch it. Back in the fifties or sixties, it's apparently very. So this is the one I watched after Big Night, and I watched another one that was not based in the nineties. In between, uh, so just like a three in a row of like, ah man, this is nineteen ninety six. Um, starts mm. out back in the fifties. It's basically very loosely based around Carol King's life. Okay. Um, so it's this lady that she won some sort of contest to go and record these songs and she's trying to like sell her songs and get picked up. And, uh, who's that guy that's in stuff? She, she, 
Chevelle, Cheval, <laughs> Chicago Hope and stuff. This is actor. You, oh, you see no, not from Big Night. Um, you, you know the one. Anyway, <laughs> he says, "Sorry, Toots. Um, we've got enough singers like you." Ooh. And she starts crying, and he's like, "If you really want me to burst your bubble, um, I think he calls her Toots or Sweetie, something gross." John Turturro. No, I mean he is in it. And he's got Eric a terrible Stoltz. goatee. No, he's got a nuclear. <laughs> They've all got horrible goatees, but that's not the one. Cheval, Cheval. Um, <laughs> you got you're really bad with names today. <laughs> Richard Schiff. Schiff. I was so close. <laughs> I mean, I had this, sh- <laughs> <laughs> which brings me back to my point. Um, so he says, "If you really want me to burst your bubble," and she's crying, she's like, "Yeah, go on, burst my bubble even more." He's like, "We're trying to get rid of singers like you um, oh. because this movement was gone. It's about boy groups now." Um, and then he's like, "Hang on, hang on, leave this, leave your recording with me. See what I can do. I'll get back to you." So then it turns out that she is an incredible songwriter and starts writing all these hits and selling her songs. Okay. Um, every guy that she writes songs with or produces with, she marries and tries to have babies with, starts off with Eric Stoltz, who she seems to hate. It's right. She's right to do that. Yeah. Um, his hair and his chin beard just say that you should not be with this man. Uh, she tells Eric Stoltz that she's pregnant, and he says, actually, before I get to that bit, I forgot to mention Feeling Minnesota. Uh, Keanu Reeves rocks up to his brother's wedding, Goran, who's marrying Cameron Diaz, who has been sold to him, I think. Okay. They have sex in the bathroom when they meet. And she okay. goes, did you come for me? And he goes, come for you. I don't even know you. <laughs> um, so Carol King says to Eric Stoltz. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, because he yelled and like thrashing around on the floor. Like, it's pretty obvious that he did under- He's not faking that. <laughs> um, so she tells Eric Stoltz that she's pregnant and he goes, no, nah, you can't. I pulled out. Mm. It's the 60s, man. I pulled out and it's also uh, in the moon sequence. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Venus wasn't in retrograde, so you can't be. It's not allowed. Uh, Matt Dillon is a 60s surf wave pop star. No. Doesn't fit. I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. He does not belong in this film for one split second. It's weird. They end up together. They go through like the 60s and 70s hippie phase. She's directing music videos with Patsy Kensett, which is also weird. I don't know what this film is. Okay. Um, but there is a banging song throughout it by... Is it Love August? <laughs> it, it's, it's close. Uh, by Jay Massis oh. from Dinosaur Jr. Oh, nice. Yeah, does not make any sense. But throughout the film, they kept playing this song. I was like, why does that lazy droll voice sound so familiar? <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. Um, other than that, uh, it's not very good. Like, I what's... gave it two because, you know. Was... Now I'm not wondering, yeah. what the, what's the last um last movie of yours? Well, to keep my 60s theme going, <laughs> I watched Stonewall. Oh, okay. Was that good? Uh, it was okay. Um, I think there's been a newer one. Like... There was one in 2015. Yeah. I think there's been quite a few docos as well. Um, 
there were complaints about who this was based around. It's a little bit white focused, although the lead um, queen is Hispanic. Yeah. Also, the bad guy from Cop Out, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, he was quite good. Um, Louis Guzman is also in it, obviously. Nice. The biggest distraction that I'm going to get out of the way first one of the guys, the main guy, occasionally would sound like Jeff Anderson. <laughs> the other guy that he ditches his partner for at one point and goes to hook up with and have like this little weekend romance sounds a lot like Brian O'Halloran. <laughs> so there was a very strange little homoerotic Dante and Randall moment in the middle of the film. I don't want to get persecuted today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for anyone who doesn't know, it's about the Stonewall riots uh, back in 69. Yes. Um, and leading up to that, uh, so there was this little hotel where like gay people would go and drink and be merry because there was a time in America where you could not legally serve alcohol to a homosexual. <sighs> it's, it's insane to think now. Um, there's a bit where they go around to these bars with a reporter and they're like, we homosexuals would like a drink and they all give them a drink. Um, Cause like, yeah, that's fine. But for like legally, they should not have been doing it, but some okay. places did okay. some places didn't. Um, but like police raids constantly and like just breaking it up, um, belittling them, just being horrible, arresting them for nothing. The 1960s is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Um, seems so long ago, but like it was current. <laughs> Uh, and then eventually, you know, straw camel's back. People have come out and said that Julie Judy Garland's death did not impact it, but within days of Judy Garland passing, the riots happened. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's maybe a bit of charge there for people that lost an icon and kind of a leader for them. And you know, is it just going to get yeah. worse for us Sometimes now? You that... That. Sometimes you got that sort of like antithesis for like stuff that's about to happen sort of thing so yeah um it's so it's not a great film i think the bbc did it or funded it or something it's like it's very low budget it's a weird musical miming thing um oh, okay sharon galaz did the music for it not for it like they used their songs um i, I think what... if not this to watch something about this because it's yeah I know it's not forgotten about. People haven't forgot that this happened, but people say Stonewall and probably don't really know what it means. So I'm very interested to see what will be your favorite. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I know what's going to be your favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right. so that, that, that was all. I'd, I'd watched enough. The box office for September 1996, we had First Wives Club. Sisters are doing mm. it for themselves. Mm. Uh, first Kid which is just insane. Um, but probably coming off of their school holidays, I think, maybe. Bulletproof yeah, was number three. Tin Cup was number four. And number five, The Crow, City of Angels. That is insane. <laughs> uh, so let's get on to TV. All right, so it's pilot season. Um, there hasn't there wasn't as a huge amount um, as as of, of notable ones as before, but there's still quite a few of my favorites in here. Um, we had like this is just like the time for 
animated series of movies that had come out in the last few years, the Mighty Ducks and Jumanji being the the newest ones for for this uh, month. Uh, not bad. I mean, they're pretty much the same thing as you would. You'd, it's pretty much everything you would expect it as. The Mighty Ducks one actually wasn't too bad. I could. I don't remember that one. Um, I could watch. I could watch um, more of them. Um, Superman animated series, which was joining the. Um, I think. Batman and Justice League. Oh, maybe Justice League haven't come out yet, but yeah, that that I I do like that old DC Warner Brothers animation. That's just really cool. Um, yeah. Samurai Pete's Cats, which a lot of people used to like. Whenever we did that, I did that radio show. Like people used to get all like up about Samurai Pete's Cats. So I think it was like a um, what's that? That's Cheese TV. I think showed that. And I thought it was older than that. Nah, I think. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I, I think I people it. like it was cool and it's got a cool name. As much as to it, the snippet okay. I saw on YouTube was like, eh, I can, yeah, okay, it's like Johnny Bravo. Like, I <laughs> people like that, and I'm like, eh, okay, yeah. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, um, <laughs> I I like this show. Yeah, you do. Mal hates this show. I can't. I don't yeah. get fun. I don't find a lot of time to watch it it is it is so tropey and like it's it's one of those ones now that like it's it belongs in the 70s or 80s like with like the like sexual dynamic and housewife and professional husband like you know all that sort of stuff it's it's really like i like it it's funny but it's it, it also it almost feels like it should be it should be in, like in the 80s or something like that because it was no nowhere near like uh, I, even the matter at you, I think, was like a little bit more progressive, just in like the gender stereotypes and stuff like that. Whereas this one, um, as it went along, I think it sort of got a bit more, but like a bit more progressive. But um, Phil Rosenthal, of which of somebody feed Phil, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> like if you listen to him, like he he was just like a he was like a very much like Larry David and, and, and all that sort of crowd um, into that sort of classic sitcom and classic jokes and lots of stuff. And um, I mean, it, it, it did, I mean, America loved it. There was, was, I think next year's Emmys will be dominated by it. If not the one after that, Um, were you, uh, we were, everybody loves Raymond household. No, no, the household was not. I, I'd watched it here and there. It was, I feel like it's one of those shows. If you don't know the people, you're not, you're not buying into it. I will say that, like, I could watch. I can't watch copious amounts of episodes of it. Like Seinfeld, you know, you can just like put it on the background. But like this one, grates after a while. Yeah. But I can tell you what doesn't grate after a while is Spin City, which I Correct. declare is one of the best TV shows ever made. Yep. It is the still funny to this day. It is slightly problematic at times, but that's okay. <laughs> um, mostly between, um. Cameron from Ferris Bueller and um, the gay man and just yeah. Carter Carter yeah there's just so many gay jokes um, some that get like a little bit I mean for some some of the jokes I will say I'm amazed they were allowed on network television like it's it gets it gets pretty blue and I don't know how I feel when they put all their diversity in one character too yeah yeah but there, there was like also a lot of like like the, the female characters in the show, like it, it was probably one of the shows that was like kind of evenly cast. 
with um yeah. there wasn't there wasn't like you know Seinfeld when you think about it, like three guys and one girl <laughs> it's like it's pretty pretty outmatched the thing but yeah this one um so when I was watching that uh still the um Michael Jackson Michael fucking hell Michael J Fox <laughs> doco um this was when he really was starting to have trouble with um his Parkinson's and um he'd be they'll be doing tapings and he would be like lying on the floor of his room, like in agony. And, and like, if you watch this show uh-huh. now, his hand is in his pocket quite yep. a lot. And that's because he didn't want people seeing it. Cause he, he hadn't come out yet. I think him coming out with his diagnosis, um, coincides, I think pretty closely to him leaving spin city, which is in, I think he's there for three seasons and then they replaced him with Charlie Sheen and, yeah. And it was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can watch that on uh, Stan. And nice. I think I, I might. watched it. I, I, it's, it's one of those ones that I'll go to along with news radio that if I'm once wanting to fall asleep to and just have a chuckle, like it's, it's great. It's so good. Tell me about the next one. Did you watch? I didn't even know about this show. Townies. Yeah. Yeah. With Paul Rudd. Yeah. No. Is that the one we took, Paul Rudd? No, no. This is Tom Callahan. Oh yeah, sorry. I I, I got yeah, there's 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 one I think. On this Getting list. excited. Jenna yeah. Elfman, Molly Ringwald, yes, Lauren no, Graham. Yes, no, I I did watch this. Um, and a Bill have, Burr with hair. You yes, you can not. It's very very hard to find. Okay. Um, Sounds but like yeah, it should it's, be. It's so yeah, it's so weird because you've got these three, like. Actually, out of Molly Ringwald didn't go on to. I think that she didn't do any TV. Like, but Jenny Elfman would, I think, next year do Dharma and Greg, and then Lauren Graham, obviously, with Gilmore Girls. And it's yeah, it's it's pretty formulaic as as it is. Like, it's it's your general sort of nineties um, sitcom. But yeah, like you can see where they're all going. Like, it's it's a. I, 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 did you watch any of it? No, I. No, I didn't even want to try. Um, Why? If if I see Bill's burger on name anything, <laughs> if I see his name close to something, I want to set it on fire. I don't know, man. But um, Lauren Graham, Molly Ringwald, Jenna Elfman, Tom Callahan, obviously the greatest. <laughs> okay, he is. He's great. Even if he doesn't, <laughs> is he the one that didn't answer your question? No, that was uh, Tom Kavanagh. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, there's two times. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty close. Judge Judy started, um, which I was never a fan of, but uh, I think I, I saw her what? more as like, uh, nah, nah. What's not to be a fan of? She was mean to stupid people. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I never watched it. <laughs> I, 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 my, my, this is my dad shining through. Like he had no patience for like reality TV. So like, I, <sighs> just, I never. It was never allowed in our house. Really. <sighs> it's a good time. But I tell you what was allowed in our house mm. was the Pretender. What's that? Which I loved every minute of. Every Saturday night, I would watch the Pretender, followed by the Profiler. Pretender is this is a, a guy called Jared who can basically he's he, he's he's he was um, brought up in this um, secret society that basically like he was uber smart. But they, he, he realized that he was like, the, they were doing like horrible things to him and, and probably didn't have the best intentions, so he escaped. And he can pretend to be anything that he likes. So if he, he goes into a doctor's office, he can pretend to be a doctor because he, like, he, he can learn stuff like really super quick. Ah, phenomenal. Um, it is really, really good. 
Um, I don't care what anyone says. It's really hard to find. I've been waiting for it to be released. I think um, um, it's it's one of those ones. If I saw it uh, for sale, I'd, I'd be I'd buy every single uh, disc that you can get of it because it's it is just my my teenage my high school years in a years? nutshell. Yeah, uh, it's got that horrible man that killed off Jennifer Coolidge as well. <laughs> um, and then uh, the profiler. Um, because it was like, yeah, like they, they were kind of both. I think they were both by the same. It was on Channel Nine, um, and uh, it was, um, you know, it was it was kind of like their crime mystery Saturday type of thing. Uh, okay, and and you were into this as it happened. Yeah, yeah, and like the profile is uh-huh. all about like using like um fbi profiling to like catch serial killers and stuff like that and it was just it was just like the best it was amazing i loved it um it'd be, it, I'd, I'd watch that and before that i'd watch good news week and that'd be my saturday night and i'd be a happy chappy <laughs> happy chappy not trying the reefer like everyone else lonely <laughs> very alone but happy <laughs> so happy you know what I look back so at this very alone. Yeah, just like who needs friends when I've got the pretender? I could be, I could pretend to have friends, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll profile my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I put them all in jail for not being nice to me. <laughs> then on Monday, I'm gonna ask people, go, "Hey, did you see the latest pretender episode? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Can you believe what he pretended to be this time?" <laughs> Meanwhile, all your friends are watching Judge Judy and jerking off to Connie Britton. <laughs> Getting high. No, we tried beer instead, you fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, suddenly, Susan, uh, use I I know this more as a uh, a punchline for bad sitcoms now. Like the, now, times yeah. I've heard suddenly Susan like references like as a joke show is 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 pretty good. Um, early edition. Did you ever see early edition? No. This guy gets a newspaper like delivered to his apartment, but it's got tomorrow's. Uh, like big events that happen in the future and he has to no work way. to like Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's got the guy from um Kyle he's in... Chandler. Yeah, he's in um Super Eight and King Kong. Oh yeah. Um uh uh Diet Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Nice he... Tom Cruise. Yeah, nice Tom Cruise. Um that was really cool. And I think that one's easier to find, but I I, I watched a couple episodes of that and it was it was uh again. If, if, if they put that on with uh, the pretender and the profile, whew, that would have been quite the night. When Gary Hobson mysteriously receives newspapers one day in advance, he decides yeah. to use this opportunity to prevent foreseen disasters. Oh, what a guy. How many people are just checking the lotto numbers and then never picking up a newspaper again? Don't poke holes in early edition. <laughs> uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, now here's here's something that you probably need to know. I do. I really can't stand Melissa Joan Hart. <gasps> I just can't. She's she's Be just nice. that. It's just that whole sort of. She was very. It's like a teenage friends, like that sort of like. Um, that humor just doesn't get me. It's like. Oh, you think so? That sort of stuff. It's like, oh, it's... yeah. But the cat and the aunt was were just. I mean, the cat's, the cat's amazing. Like, Salem like... and um, I don't, I don't know which. I, it wasn't Zelda. It was the other one. <laughs> Helga. Um, it's Helga. Yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah, I was. I was a big fan. Um, 
One one thing, a couple more I wanted to, to... There was a Dangerous Minds TV show, which I don't know how that works. Apparently she kept her job and, you know. <laughs> um, I don't think oh. they got Coolio for the soundtrack. <laughs> Who played her though? Or is it maybe like a spin-off thing? Um, no, it was, it was, I think it was the same character. It wasn't obviously Michelle Pfeiffer. It was played, she was played by... Why did it not come up on TV? That's not a good sign. Do you know who oh, Annie weird. Potts is? Uh, yeah. Annie Potts is the um, receptionist in Ghostbusters. Ah, oh, what a odd choice. <laughs> there was uh, 17 episodes, though. Yeah, that's not bad. That's more than 10. And the IMD review that is um, on there says, give it another chance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <Nope. laughs> Um, I did not know that there was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series as well. Um, and I yeah, me either. That's, I that's news to me. really tried hard to find. I'm going to try and find it. Um, I mean, as we can see from my uh, David Bowie, I don't look very hard. Um, but I'm going to try and find it. It was um, the Ma- Maria Bello Ooh. and Scott Bakula. That's a made-up name. Who is it really? That's the guy from Quantum Leap. That, that's not a real name. But what I want to tell you, my friend, is that there's a character by the name of Scooby, played by one Timothy Oliphant. Oh, no. Which is why I want to see this. Because I want to see Timothy Oliphant play a a character named Scooby. (laughs) That's all he deserves. (laughs) Do you not like Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm a big fan. I think that's me done. I really want to see Dark Skies. Um, that's that's another show. I, I don't. I would never. I don't think it ever aired in Australia. If not, I didn't see it. But it was to do with like Majestic Twelve, like the um, UFO, uh, government UFO agency. Ooh. But it had J T. Walsh. Oh, you love J T. Walsh oh, and Jerry Ryan. Oh. So yeah, um, I'm gonna look for that. But yeah, that's your September pilots. Okay, cool. Um, before you're on the music. Fa, fa, though, fa, 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 fa. We need to get on to uh, River of Guests because we love Conan O'Brien here. We love <laughs> hearing Ben do... How now, Brown Cow? <laughs> all the guests that were on Conan O'Brien uh, to the tune of The River of Dreams she by our Lord and Saviour, Billy Joel. Seashore. Um, I'm stalling because there's a lot of noise behind me in the kitchen being made by my son. <laughs> Stole away, my child, stole away. So without further ado, let's get on. And I'm going to give you a countdown. Five, four, three, two. Is this the countdown or is you giving me another countdown? I'm going to start the countdown. (laughs) (laughs) Five, four, three, two, one, go. Chuck Norris, Timothy Barsfield, Super Drag, Mira Savino, David Palmer, Google Dolls, Corbin Burns at Lee Serena, Giles Clay, James Carville, Mitch Farrell, Patricia Hurst, John Tatura, Colin Quinn, Keb Moe and Brian Williams, Jared Howe, Brian Adams, Jay Thomas, Will, Mark Moore, Laura Kingsford, third anniversary special, John Stewart, Nash Tanza, Henridge, <laughs> The Cure, Isabella Rossellini, Jeff Stilson, Art Borchwold, Tara Banks, Rich Hall, Lexi Lalas, Rachel Welch, Tara Dawn Holland, Poe, Tom Brook and Mike Moran, Publica, Ellen Generous, Daisy Funes, Paul Lucas, Sarah Jensen, Parker, Tim, Meadows, Leland, Douglas, Tyree, Spelling, Danny, Edge, Yellow Eels. Hmm. Okay. 
Mark Maron, not Moron. <laughs> well, there was a lot in there I did not get correctly. <laughs> if you want to go back through, I said Rachel Quelch, I'm pretty sure. But you know, <laughs> I'm not Raquel, Raquel Welch. That's amazing. <laughs> all right. It just goes to show I did not go through these beforehand like a cheat. That's good. No, that's awesome. Laura Kite Linger? Kite Linger? Okay, let's go to music. So, as I stated last month, there's no point in doing the the charts because it's just going to be Macarena for the next like foreseeable future. Hey. I'm not playing again. I am not playing it. <laughs> There's too many other things to get through to even spend a, a second on Macarena. And we have so much to get through with our releases, but we have to bring back a special... Oh, it's been a long time. Special segment from back in the day of, of when we had uh, my mate Bob on as a guest and we've got... Well, Bob, you tell us. Powderfinger news. Thanks, Bob. Um, we've got Powderfinger, who released a Double Allergic um, with two good songs on it. So that's that's two pretty good songs. DAF's a really good song. I have played that a lot this week. And pick you up. Yeah, I didn't know that either of those songs were on this album. This is this is good stuff. Good for you, Powderfinger. <laughs> Go you. Uh, and that's uh, <laughs> that's a Powderfinger news. <laughs> good news though. DAF is uh, apparently, oh, it's not apparently, it's the uh, chords that are used in the song. No way, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I, I, I so also cool. want to go back to like um, Radio Back in the di- a Day and see it and have someone go, well, here's Daff. We got Sway, Jennifer Love Hewitt, The Boo Radleys, Lisa Germano, Face to Face, Jamiroquai, The Promise Ring, Smog, R.E.M., Susan Vega, Rush, Cooler Shaker, Fluffy, Cake, Moby, Fatboy Slim, Arches of Loaf, The Descendants, The Roots, Weezer, Sheryl Crow, Susanna Hoss, DJ Shadow, Braid, and Catatonia. Catatonia! Not the one that you want, though. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's not um, Mulder and Scully. Oh, it's not the song I want, but it's the band. Yeah, yeah. We're getting closer. Um, that's, that's a lot of stuff. I did my best to try and skip through. Some, maybe, some may say too much stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's too much stuff. It's it's the September of it all. It's always. I um, wanted to give Jennifer Love Hewitt more time because it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, and back in 1996, that's you know one of the most important names around. But yeah, yeah. Let's get on to the ones that we'd like. So for the for the punk of it all, um, Face to Face, this album's actually my favorite Face to Face album. Um, I remember this distinctly because I played this one, would have been a couple of years later. Um, I played this one over and over playing the top-down Grand Theft Auto game on my computer. So anytime I hear anything on this album of self-titled Face to Face, I just remember <laughs> like <laughs> of Grand Theft Auto on, on the PC and just um, having, a, having a ball. Like, oh, that's going back. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I um, yeah, I love this album a lot, and it's it's by far for me the best one. Um, we got Jamiroquai. My sister loves Jamiroquai. We oh, are no. playing in our house quite a lot. I'm just a cosmic girl. Um, it's... Is that what is that what this album? I didn't even look. Yeah. At... Okay. Yeah. That's what? a shame. What? Well, I'd, uh, there's a lot on here, okay, and I was very pressed for time, and I thought and virtual insanity, but we're not gonna play that. We're gonna play that. 
Oh. Get your funny hat on. It's Jamiroquai time. Oh. It's really good. Uh, look, I mean, I can't say they're not good. They're very catchy. He was good at what he did. Blue light, blue light disco is going to have that. Yeah. Um, we've then got. He's also coming to town. Can you believe it? Really? Yeah. Um, that's insane. That's virtually insane. Yeah. Um, did you like? I feel like the promise ring would be something that you like. Uh, it might be. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Jesus! You gave me fucking thirty albums. Steve. I'm gonna to listen to every one. I reckon at some point, you should, cool things. I, I'd like this. I think you should at some point watch. Uh, listen to the Promise Ring because I reckon they got like a bit of a um. What's that band? Um, Sunny Sunny Day Real Estate called. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Smog. Um, I didn't get a chance to. REM. New Adventures of Hi-Fi. No Did bangers. Nope. Uh are you insane? No, not virtually. <laughs> I looked through the, the, the titles and I was like, I don't know any of these. Let's go to the next. New Test Leper? Nope. Evo Letter? Nope. This one. Come on, play. <clears throat> I'm trying to prove a point. Play. I think this proves the point perfectly. <clears throat> And I think it's just because they. This is around the time that Eddie got the Ebo too. For an Ebo is like this thing that yeah. you can put on your guitar to make that sort of like a. It's, it's kind of like a slide. Um, he uses it in. Um... Wishlist. Yes. Um, and it's also got one of my favorite uh, REM songs of all time. Oh. Uh oh. Oh, wait. Hey. That's not night swimming. I'm Jimmy Dean. That that was night swimming. No, that's a little light. That was night swimming part two. Come on. Uh, that's why you like it so much. Nope. Uh, Susan Vega is not too bad. You I really like her? I look. She's one of the ones that when it comes up, I always listen to her albums because like I love her the, her vocals and it's and her songs are really good. Yeah. Um, I did not listen to Rush. <clears throat> you I mean, I, like, would... I, I kind of listen to Rush, but I'm like, eh, I'm not a Rush fan. Oh, okay. I got excited when you said that you might be a Rush fan. I thought that that was your no, path to be a Rush I, fan. I, I tried, and I'm just like, it's just too boring. This obviously is not their best because it's 1996 and they've been around for a long time already. But, you know, it comes and goes. Oh, Aircon. All right. I thought about it. Um, shower for me after. I thought Cooler Shaker were, uh, for some reason, I remember that, that name, but I didn't really know any um, songs of this album. But uh, I think stay tuned. There might be something later on. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip that one to the end. Uh, <laughs> Fatboy Slim. So we're getting right into that whole uh, DJ uh, uh, artist that, that, that basically became the big thing um, towards the end of the 90s. Like you got like Daft Punk, Fatboy Slim. Um, and they put Moby. weird snippets of a Black Sabbath song in the <laughs> background just. just- Cause I don't know, but it's not this one's not the one that a lot of people know. Um, of I think the next one, um, has got that right here, right now. Um, it'll be 97, 98, I think. It's okay, yeah. it's better than Moby. The Descendants, one of the best punk bands to ever 
live um came back with their um everything sucks album which is uh, so they had a they had a big break between the 80s and 90s um this is quite a landmark album it's got uh, a couple of really good songs in there um uh when i get old and um oh, what's the song called jesus uh on the one jesus um that's a damn song I think the the band that for me, um, they're the ones that like get name checked by other bands that you are into, and you're like, oh shit, I should get check out the Descendants, and like, yeah, they're they're really good. Like, I really, um, I, I had a chance to see them like a few years ago, and I didn't do it, but apparently their live shows were really really good. Um, this album especially is is excellent. Um. I also have respect for the bass player because he played with his fingers, and it's in, like it's, it's like really, really fast, difficult punk stuff. And he's like one of the only ones that ever played with his fingers and not with a pick. So that's just the bass thing. You won't understand. Um, that's, that's the damned, by the way, with new rose. Okay, it's basically the same. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, <you laughs> what know, did you listen to? Not important. Um, I listened to a lot. Uh, I didn't listen to Apparently a lot of not. good stuff. I listened to Face to Face. Laura and I listened to that in a drive. Um, Do you like it? Uh, it was okay. Um, I'm not going to say I liked it, but I definitely didn't dislike it. Um, Susan Vega, Rush. Uh, um, I tried out Moby. Nah, I tried out Fatboy Slim. No, Descendants we listened to as well, but that was never my thing growing up. So I was never going to. Yeah. I can understand it was a big deal for people and they really liked it and they connected with it. Uh, I didn't, but I'm not here to yucky yum unless it's yours. Um, Pinkerton obviously, yeah, is, that. I didn't really have to listen to that. If you don't know Pinkerton, then this makes me happy. Um, and every day as a winding road also <laughs> makes me happy. She's pretty good, it's really good. Yeah, that's if it makes you happy by Cheryl Crow. Who an artist that like I if I had never done this podcast I wouldn't have given the the juice to and like that's it's she's, same when 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 she's come up I'm like every album's a banger. Let's I, talk I, about. I think I see her how a lot of people see Eric Clapton. Okay. I before like everyone think oh yeah this artist is great like they're so good and like uh, are they? And then you delve in a little bit like actually I should probably pay them a lot more respect because they're really 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 good. Let's talk about Pinkerton. Let's. Let's talk about uh, second albums and like how, you know, for this one, I think it, it, I've read a lot about this over the years. Um, apparently like River went, Rivers went back to the college and that's where like a lot of the, the, the lyrics come from from this. Like he's a very weird man. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I've, this one, they uh, kind of like with, um, with No Code, with Pearl Jam. So they went out of their way to sort of do something like really supremely different, um, and like you're not getting that. But it's still gum. very Weezer at the same time. It is, yeah, and you're not getting that sort of bubblegum sort of pop that um, the Blue Album had. Um, but you're also not getting. Um, but you're also getting like you know stuff like El Scorcho, um, which is you know probably the the, the breakaway. Uh, hit from this album which is mm. a very weird song when you think about it like the the the, the pace and the, the the songwriting of this song is is just odd 
their harmonies are just it's like a trademark already yeah. though it's the second album that's just that but like distorted the guitar like, um... the soft voice it's but then you got stuff like get you like that that guitar tone's not the blue album like it's really, no. it's, it, it sounds like in utero like it's it's really really um i really like why bother it's a really good song um title sex is great i mean like the whole album and like a lot of people like back in the day like hated this album yeah um no other one like, what's that no other one yeah and then, triangle like, when, when you go back to like the, the third album i think is that, is that maldroid like that's kind of yes that's kind of like yes. similar to the the blue album. Then they get then they get into the coloured albums like the green album and a lot of stuff, and it gets a bit a bit silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like this album for me is 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 just as important as the blue one, um, just because I liked. It was like uh, I kind of liked how some people were divided on it um, in in like when, when we were first listening to it, and it's it's just a really decent. Like I I can't think of. Like it, it's yeah, as I said, like there's similarities there, but like it was, it was still pretty divisive, at least for the people I knew at the time. Um, I wasn't there at the time. I came along much later, and there's uh, it seemed like a perfect follow-on to the Blue Album when I when I listened to it. They're both great. Can't really separate them, I don't okay. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you listen to? Um, Catatonia, obviously. Yep. Um, because who doesn't love a Welsh rock band? <laughs> Uh, but not yet. It was. Uh, they're not quite there yet. Yeah, but it's it's not. okay. Like it's. Uh, I don't know. Just, it's weird when nothing just jumps out at all. But I guess because I've never heard this album before, why would it? Um, I tested out Mochiba. Nah, nah, nah. They'll they'll have moments, I think. But um, and I listened to some of what I assume you're saving. For your last or ask because because you love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still indifferent. So I'm gonna talk about cake. Mm. I'm gonna talk about cake because we went to Cake Boy today, by the way. Did you? Mm, yeah. Did, did they play the distance? <laughs> um, no, got so donuts. cake are very, very easily like could easily just be like cast off as a one-hit wonder. Um, and if you ever listen to the sixty songs that define the nineties, you'll hear a very embarrassing story of the host. Um, kind of accusing them of that to their faces, <laughs> and and getting, he does it. He 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 just he worded the question very wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's a good episode. Um, so I was I, I always liked Cake, but mostly just like their singles and stuff like that. Um, back when um I was uh when my kids were young and I was stay at home. Um, I've talked about before, like I was. Getting a lot of getting back into music a bit more because I had the time to listen to it sort of thing. And fashion, I got um, I got I picked up at an op shop. Um, I just happened to be there and it was like it was there. I was like, oh, I'll grab that. And just never knew what good musicians cake were like. I mean, like they had the they had the trumpet obviously, but the bass player is just amazing. The the guitar works excellent as well. And I really liked um the 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 vocalists like just. It's a bit monotone, but I kind of dig that at the same time. And uh, this one, I, I love um, Frank Sinatra's like the opening track. Um, it's just, it's actually one of my favorite tracks on the album. And you've, you, once you listen to this, you're like, the distance is, 
is good and also um i will survive is good but like there's a lot more to them than that um how many covers do you have to have on an album before it is no longer an album and it's a covers album Constellation. Fucking love the song. Um, I really like uh, um, sad songs and waltzes. It's a really, really good song. Um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps is great. Um, I again, um, years ago, I believe they might have. Even, I, I don't quote me this. I believe they might have even been touring with the presidents of the USA. I just wasn't in the realm that I'm in now. Of, that like, nostal- of nostalgia and i think i was just like oh no nah, i won't get to that i fucking wish i did now um because i would have seen it uh, so yeah i i really like this album and i think more for the nost- maybe there's a nostalgia of like a few years ago of like easier like not easier times but just different times and just um rediscovering stuff that i had written off before and this was um this is like a really good album it's a, it's a delight to listen to you didn't like it though uh, I I never said that I disliked it. Um, I was just I was a Cake fan for a period of time. Um, I think maybe when like high school, me myself and Irene, Hem yeah. of Your Garment. I did like them for a point, and then they one did, of my they to me they they kind of went into that whole joke band thing too because they had that Sheep Go to Heaven song. Um, I, for some reason I always equate them like sort of the Ben Folds type sort of thing. You know, like. They're good musicians and they're good stuff, but like, they're kind of jokey in a way. They're kind of like you might not take them as seriously as like a, as a Pearl Jam or a or a um or a Weezer. Or something. I mean, Weezer sometimes gets. Oh, they're definitely in that now. But like, yeah, yeah, I think that um, yeah, you have to you have to really sort of be into Cake to like sort of take them as not just the the one hit wonder or like the joke band. But um, yeah, this I do really see good. that Cake toured with Ben Folds. I don't see them touring with the Presidents. Okay, maybe it was with that ben I can Fels. find. Um, um so that, so but it yeah. was like it, it's good um laura's gone on to me today about you know their jazz influence and how good they are and how smart he is and his lyrics and i i'm not going to say any of it's bad and they're not good at what they do um i think last time their album came up was, did they have one a couple of years yeah, ago one uh 95 yeah yeah um i just find his voice too similar too often yeah, and like that's just, that's people's problem with the whole city too. Like, uh, one of my friends hates them because they just can't stand his voice. But it's like if you get through that, um, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's just if you get through that main thing of a song of like the singer's <laughs> voice, then like you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. This has been a long episode. Um. What What are you saying for your uh, for your favorite movie? Bulletproof. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Stonewall right. is close, but it, the, the quality just really brings it down. Fly away. Um, of course. What about a uh, album and song? Um, my album has to be Pinkerton because, like, there was some other good stuff on there, but uh, who am I if it's not Pinkerton? That would be ridiculous, right? Right? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your song? Know. What's your album? Is it fashion like it? I kind of want it to be, but it has to be pink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like, the thing is, like, um, I don't want to relegate it to, like, uh, I don't know. Because, like, my song, of, uh, the, my song has been really hard to choose because I've got, like, three up there. That, or three if it makes up. you happy. No, it's not that. Is that what yours is? If it makes you happy. Okay. So it was almost was... a long and winding, not long and winding, <laughs> long and winding, right? That's a Beatles song. <laughs> Jesus. 
but yeah, if it makes you happy, Cheryl Crow. Uh, mine was between um, Electrolyte. Um, Night Swimming Part 2. <laughs> um, uh, when I Get Old by The Descendants. Um, and uh, I Won't Lie Down by Face Face. But now that I haven't... Oh, man. I'm going to go Frank Sinatra by Cake. Right. It's not my album. It's going to be my song because Cake needs some representation along with Biscuits. That's um, nice that you uh, got to have four songs in your top number one song. Hey, I mentioned them. I didn't say they were going to be it. No, basically. It's my little <laughs> loophole that I love to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for sticking with us if you're still with us. Um, you want to get in touch with us, it's livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at livingthepastpod. Um, thank you for, again, we just had like a bunch of new people like from the numbers it looks like a bunch of new people as so i'm like okay that's cool i, I, I love that thank you for, right. for, for inviting us into your ears gross so yeah i don't even time. know you <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i'm hungry let's go yeah Bye. let's pull out <laughs>